the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings investments in your retirement as always here on the Max Out Savings Show. You can also listen live by going to 1070KNTH and uh, hit the listen live button. We have listeners all over the country now. And uh, we, we always really would like to start off talking about the importance of building up wealth. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. To save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. That's why we call it the Max Out Savings Show. We had a uh, uh, a listener referred someone into us to uh, help him. We was just now saving, and so we gave him some ideas on how to save. But you know, I told him that number one component to whether you're going to have a good retirement or not is going to be how much money you put away in your 401k plan. Uh, you know, are we really this really is is the the key point, uh, and, and so we we'd like to see everybody save at least ten percent, and for retirement plus the company match. That the the research says a little over thirteen percent will get you where to be. The beauty of of, of income based savings. This is called income based savings. Is that no matter if you're making thirty thousand dollars a year or three million dollars a year, the numbers are the same. You're going to have typically a higher standard of living. People have a remarkable propensity to spend up to whatever they earn, and uh, and so if you if you know uh, if if you're making money and you think, hey, I'm going to be getting a raise next year, or I'm going to get uh, once I get this new promotion, I'll be saving money. No, you will. Once you make more money, you will spend more money. It, and this is why this income-based savings is so important. You pay yourself first, so to speak, by first putting the money into your 401k plan, your 403b, your different type of uh, 457, your different types of, of savings programs. You get a tax deduction. The money comes up. Uh, so you get a little bit of it back at the end of the year, and, and, and you build up the wealth. I mean, that, that that's the real secret to this whole thing. And this is why we always kind of try to talk about that. Uh, and so remember, remember our motto and our philosophy in this show is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. Uh, where to start is always, uh, you know, the road goes on forever and the party never ends on Wall Street. Uh, yeah, as I, w- I was as coming in the uh, – you know, just a, a couple thoughts. I, I, I'm going to be up in uh, up, uh, out of town this week, meeting with some congressional leaders next week. And and and, and one of the things, really, I, I want to bring up to them is, 
it is some concerns I have about the about our our system and 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 how looking out in the future in another ten or twenty years the major I, I think majority of 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 of, of our U S corporate America is either going to be private or it's going to be owned by foreigners and 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 I think we set up a system in the United States that. Public companies are short-term, profit-driven entities that are there for short-term interest, either for people to cash out in private equity uh, versus really building up wealth. And and, and this, this wasn't the case. I, I remember, you know, I've been in this business a long time, and I've uh, – 20, 30 years ago, I, I remember some of the big corporate takeovers. I knew Boom Pickens. I've met with the Bellsbergs, which did some business there. Uh, it's a lot of the takeover raiders. I, you know, I didn't know them well, but uh, uh, you know, sometimes we we did a few things here and there. And and uh, th- back then, their story was: look, so and so oil company was um, Phillips Petroleum was the, the, it's overstaffed. They're taking three hour three martini lunches that go on for three hours. Uh, they, they're spending way too much money. They they, they it's very inefficient. Uh, and and it, 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 these are bloated systems that that really you know they, they can make a lot more money and and anybody could have gone in and, and and cut some costs and boosted profitability and most of the big oil companies and I say this pointing to the oil companies just because here in Houston Texas that's what I that's the business I knew really well and I knew the people and the players in it and and but it, it could be applied to the auto companies it could be applied to the telephone companies it could be applied to the most of corporate America out there it, it basically they weren't run they were run just to have a profitable company grow the company they had a lot of money in R&D which was good plant and equipment here and and so people like Boone and others came in and they forced the companies to do uh, payouts and, and 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 cut workers and and, and the all companies got much more efficient cuz they were they were going to be taken over and in some ways it it worked although I remember Unical Unical did a big payout they were never the same after that cuz they had higher debt and couldn't take advantage of deals uh in corporate America today every CEO is desperate to boost earnings up 7% which is very difficult in a uh, a 1 to 2% inflation world 1% inflation which we've had for about the last 8 years 1.5% uh in a low growth economy so what they've been doing is is they've been cutting jobs and and if you talk to most cor- look we do business with a lot of corporate people th- these people work very very hard uh, they, they it's not most people in corporate America work very hard. They work long hours, and there's really not a lot of fat in these companies. Where if you if you can get rid of a couple people, I mean, they're really someone else has got to pick up the load. And so they're doing what they can for tech to improve things by technology. They're cutting back on R and D. They're cutting back on plant and equipment. They're moving factories overseas to save some more money. And eventually what happens is that works for a while. You can do this every once in a while, but then one day you look up and you don't have any – you don't have the patents. You don't have the the products for the future because you've cut things so much rather than taking on that new – trying to build a new engine for that plane or whatever. You've kind of cut back because it was cheaper. You could boost profit. You don't have the future. You don't have the R&D. Your plants are all overseas. Uh, You can't cut any more workers. It's a slow growth company, and you're just trying to cash flow it out. And so what what you do is then you start buying back uh, you start buying back stock, and pretty soon you've used up your cash. 
and then you start taking on debt to buy back more stock. It, it, and so in the end, you you deal with heavily indebted companies. Look, we're looking at buying a company this week for our clients and sometime in the next couple of weeks. These people have been – we're going to buy back – we're going to buy into the company at probably half the price of what it was a year or two back because the company was busily buying back stock, took on debt. And now they can't do their stock buyback programs because they bought someone else. And now the stock has collapsed and it's an opportunity for us. But in corporate America today, too many corporations every quarter are running to Goldman Sachs to find out what they can buy, who they can take over, or how much stock to buy back to boost up earnings without making investments in plant and equipment in the future. Private companies run much less Debt typically, not the private equity guys, but family type of companies run less debt. They run, they they run, they put more money into R and D. They're always looking to the future. They're always trying to control their factories. They're trying to control their manufacturing process because they want to have control and they want to control their future. These companies look five, a year, two, three, five, ten, twenty years into the future. This is why Warren Buffett is starting to make. Why is he making investments in private companies? Number one, he knows he can buy them cheaply. Number two, he gets a discount off the thing. He knows that these guys are also running their companies much more conservatively. They have much higher cash levels, much lower debt, and they're plowing big money in R&D for the future because it's a family company and they, they have to plan for the future. The Chinese – Chinese mind, these people plan 5, 10, 20 years in the future. They have a 50-year program in, in parts of the government in China. And, and, and so their companies are planning. They're trying to take over the industries for the future. And here in the United States, we have corporate America running around trying to get next next quarter's profits at the expense of the future of the country. And and, and a couple ways we can we can improve that, I think. I think Donald Trump, number one, calling in corporate executives and saying, we want jobs for Americans. We'll try to cut – we'll cut your taxes. We'll cut regulation to help you out. But we want factories and we want jobs in the United States is step one. Step number two, I think we really have to take a hard look at some of these corporate raiders or, quote, activist investors when you're going after companies like Honeywell and things very, very profitable, very lean, very high quality companies, and your only thing is we should split this group off from that group and get a little higher P.E. ratio. Yeah, you might get a 15 percent bump in the price of the stock and then you bail out. But where's Honeywell going to be in 10, 20 years? That's that's an important asset to the United States of America. They control a lot of uh, critical systems in a number of areas. And, and, and I mean, this is that's just one example. And so I think we have to start reining in corporate raiders. I think I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong if, if, if some foreign company comes in to try to buy a U.S. company encouraged by a corporate raider. We say, no, we're not going to approve it. I think you have to get tough. I think you have to start setting some examples, and you have to start running corporate America for the long-term interest. Remember, as shareholders, we'd all like the stock to go up next week or next quarter and make us a bunch of money, but typically most pension plans, most people are managing money for a year, for two, three, five, ten. We're managing – some of our clients are going to be managing money for 25 years in the future. We don't want to be in companies that are going to run themselves into the ground for next quarter's profits. That's the way big money thinks in in the in the world today. And and, and whilst it's about time we start reining in corporate uh, activist investors, we start pressuring companies to to, to sit there increase uh, 
their their cash in the balance sheet and not take on as much debt. And and you know, in in the stock buyback programs are another big problem out there. I think I think you know some numbers. It looks like stock buyback programs are, are down about fifteen percent a year. Stock buyback programs are one of the reasons that we have one of the most expensive stock markets since the since two thousand eight. In, in in some cases, uh, 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 market cap to GDP and and market cap to sales are close to nineteen ninety nine bubble levels is because of stock buyback programs kiting up stocks. Look, I, I friends of mine have written books on how to manipulate stocks. And, you know, this is one way you buy a little every day. And when it goes down, you buy, you don't let There's a way you can do it in the corporate stock buyback programs are a sneaky way of doing that. Look, this is starting to come to an end with the stock buyback programs as well. We have very high valuations. We have uh, rising interest rates. We have higher debt levels in these companies, so they can't no longer afford a lot of the stock buyback programs. And then there's a risk of a recession. And do we want corporate America loading the boat on the company's stock and uh, taking on debt going into the teeth of a into a recession? Maybe it starts next month. Maybe it starts in two years. But when it happens, these guys are going to be in trouble. And then foreign companies are coming and take them over. I, I think we need to control Wall Street. Uh, and I, and I think a little bit more pressure needs to be put on these people as that we invest. In individual stocks for our clients, and this is a concern of ours. Uh, being, we're being value investors too. We like to get a good deal. But uh, the anyway, we write about some in this in our Max Out Savings report. Uh, you just go to our website at maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. You you can uh, get, a, get you can sign up. The, the report is free. Our most recent one, we actually one of them we talked common four hundred one k mistakes. We also talked about some of the things that are happening. We're writing another one here shortly. Uh, tell you what, uh, just go to the website maxoutsavings.com. If you got a question or comment, this is a live show seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. When you come back, we're talk- look what happened with the commodity collapse this week. What, what's going on there? We'll be talking about that. We're talking some about RMDs. <laughs> is an RMD a tax? Or do you get the money? This is actually, we got some questions on that. We're going to talk about some other interesting issues with your retirement. Stick with us. We'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulic-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites. 
telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. The Max Out Savings Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We are talking savings, investments in your retirement. If you got any questions or comments, this is a live show here in Houston, Texas, 713-339-1070. We were talking a little earlier about corporate America, how they tend to be very short-sighted. They've cut R&D, cut plant and equipment, moved moved jobs overseas, and then now they're taking uh, buying back massive amounts of, of company stock while taking on debt. And 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 we talked about some of the things. I think we need should start pressuring companies. We should start standing up and backing companies that are resisting activists, investors, uh, and, and, you know, refusing to approve things. And I think getting a little tougher, if if it's not in the long, best long-term interest of the United States, as far as I'm concerned, I don't have a problem with saying no to corporate America. Uh, And one of the other things, coming up in the tax bill, there's some talk we might limit the deduction of interest. And I think in corporate America, I think we should limit the deduction of interest uh, on taxes by limiting the deduction of interest you, you we by by basically allowing deduction for interest for debt taken on we're effectively subsidizing corporate stock buyback programs and we're we're subsidizing companies taking on debt to try to reach for additional uh, growth, but at the same time, it's more risky. So we want to make sure if they're going to take on debt, they think it's a really good deal, and they're not just buying back the company stock. Uh, the uh, uh, Americans' taxpayers shouldn't be subsidizing the stock buyback programs paid by debt. So I, I support the elimination of of uh, the interest deduction uh, in corporate America. Uh, anyway, uh, the. Uh, and this, by the way, this goes back. I've been in this business a long time ago. Twenty-five years ago, some of these companies literally looked like banks. They had so much cash. Now, a couple of them do today. It's basically Apple, Google, and some really big ones that they're so big that nobody can touch these companies, and and they're they they feel immune to to take it. Even then, so they're being pressured for takeovers. But but once you get below some of these really big companies out there, uh. They, they, they're taking on more debt and have less cash. You know, look at Exxon. Take a, take a look at Exxon's working capital. It's negative. That you know that tells you something. And uh, anyway, uh, where where to go from here? Uh, a couple things. 
the it, oil, you know, this week, interesting week in in the market. Uh, commodity prices really fell apart this week. I mean, it, it, oil oil was down almost over six percent this week. If you look at copper, it was down two and a half percent this week. Uh, it, you know, it just wasn't a pretty picture uh, across the board. I'm trying to look at. I think I have a couple things I can look at here. Uh, yeah, here's one of them. Uh, you know, the big losers this week was really uh, crude oil down six percent. Uh, the uh, sugar, uh, actually, uh, platinum four percent. Silver lost five percent. Uh, copper was down over three percent. Uh, and, and you know, it's pretty much across the board. Iron ore, iron ore on Friday dropped seven and a half percent on Friday. Uh, you know what, what's going on? What's with the commodity collapse? And this this is all about China. And, and th- this this came out of a out of a couple things this week. The, late uh, actually this week earlier this week. Need some coffee. There we go. Uh, earlier this week, uh, Pimco released a thing on. They're looking for lower growth, and what they're saying is the credit impulse out of China. Has really started to drop, and their and their credit growth has turned negative, and 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 starting really in two thousand and fourteen, late two thousand fourteen, China really started ramping up their their credit growth, and and they they've had a huge surge in credit. Uh, you know, over uh, in the last couple of years, it's been over uh, close to a trillion dollars in 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 credit in. And that that surge has kind of boosted up their economy there, there but uh, but now it's starting to slow down again, and and that's probably negative for the Chinese economy, and it's negative for uh, for uh, for commodities is really what you're looking at, and and this. This big change in credit, this has been one of the biggest – if you look at the percentage change in private cap sector debt in five years before a major downturn, in, 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 in 2002 to 2007 before the credit collapse in the United States, we had a, a 60 percent change in, in private debt. Uh, if you look at Japan, Japan 85 to 90, it was 90 percent increase in credit over five years. And the rate Japan is important because it took 20 years of low growth. Remember, we've had eight years of low growth, eight, almost nine years of low growth, a one, two percent growth rate since this credit bubble in, in the United States. Well, China in the last five years uh, has, has actually has gone, actually 08 to 14 has increased credit 130 percent. That was the biggest credit surge in economic history. And now we're starting to – and then it dropped off and then it shot up a little again and now it's starting to go down again. The United States, Japan after a credit surge had 20, had 20, uh, had 20 years of slow growth. We've had eight to nine. China is going to probably have slow growth. That's negative for economies and negative for the U.S. Uh, for the U.S. and global growth. And this is why we've seen the big drop in commodity prices this week. Oil, oil actually cratered down another point or so. It was down at one time about 9% on the week, and then it rallied back early Friday morning before the opening. Tell you what, let's take a call from Tom to 713-339-1070. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Tom. 
Uh, you know, a lot of news uh, on the health care bill and the spending bill this week, and I'm trying to digest all that. Basically wanted to get your take. Uh, my take is that, uh, you know, things aren't looking so good, and, uh, uh, you know, your take on those bills and, you know, the ultimate effect on the market, because I'm afraid all the optimism that was there with Trump, uh, I think Trump's getting swallowed by the swamp personally, but uh, what, what do you think about all that? Because Ultimately, I think, you know, all that optimism goes away and the market's really in for, for some problems. Uh, look, I, I think they are. And uh, I, I think, Tom, I, I think that the health care bill is a really good deal. I think, look, it's going to take probably a number of months to get something through the Senate. The Senate is going to, quote, rewrite the bill and then tr- they're going to try to come up with something. And one of the one of the negative things about that is, is they're eliminating the – there was no a- age uh, – bias in the insurance and and if this goes through the average i, w- I want to say the, the the an average 60 year old person is going to see their 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 costs go from about 11,000 to about $15,000 uh so they're going to have a big older people are going to have a big jump in in their uh in their health insurance up until the up until the uh, age 65 when they can go on medicare and, and this is something i'm going to write about that that that's a big negative for retirees you know, something else I just heard yesterday, which uh, I'm, I'm actually uh, covered under an employer plan, but uh, I saw where this bill actually, uh, you know, they don't have caps on it, or they're putting in caps where, uh, and I don't know why they're even messing with employer-sponsored plans, but uh, to me, again, it gets to being swallowed by the swamp. It looks like a sellout to the insurance company to me. I mean, you know, that's why I call you because you have a better insight on these. Yeah, things. look, I, I think it, that's my observation. I think it really is. I think you've got to look. If you look at health care costs, they the only thing that's exceeded health care cost and inflation in the last twenty five years has really been uh, college education. And and I, I think the key is we've got to get the price of the of the insurance down and, and, and this bill is going to do some of that i think there's another there's going to be another stage that are going to try to push down health care costs even more uh but look th- this bill is the first step it's got to go through the senate the senate is much more liberal than, than the house and so they're going to try to get some and they only have remember we only have a two vote margin right maybe, maybe three if i think if we include the vice president i'm not sure if that two includes the vice president i think he's in addition to the two <laughs> yeah so it's i mean there's not much room in it and so well that's what worries me i don't think it's so great now and i'm i'm imagining that the senate is only going to make it worse yeah look i i, I think this is part of which here's with trump okay the Trump is getting the swamp is getting to Trump to some extent, but we're talking about so much work to be done that you just have to make progress everywhere. And if he can get into the EPA, if he can get into the Veterans Administration, if he can get into the Health and Human Services and start making the the changes there, really hitting down, reducing regulation, reducing costs, putting the putting the the working family first in all of this stuff because too too much time we we've really put corporate America, foreign governments, special interest ahead of 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 working people. And if you can reorient the country to America first, like in China, it's China first. I mean, there's no, there's not even a, uh, this would never even be a discussion. And in, in, in so if he can reorient that, that is tremendously powerful. The interesting thing about this bull market, Tom, is it's the, the, the big uh, institutions, some of them are selling 
corporate executives, insiders are selling. It's it's private. Uh, it's 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 middle America that's really buying into into this rally because they believe in Donald Trump. Uh, and well, that's, that's exactly right. Powerful. That was my point. I'm afraid, you know, when I I'm just a regular guy and I'm probably like a lot of people kind of losing that optimism. And I'm afraid that's ultimately going to really cause the market to take a hit. Your comments about the commodity markets kind of reinforce that in my mind that. Uh, those may be a predictor of a big hit coming. Oh, I, look, I think there def- I think there is. I, I, I think we're getting closer to some type of recession. I don't know if it's going to be, like I said, next month or in two years. Uh, I think the valuations are extreme on this market. I think everybody's watching it, and they're, they're going to say, "I think the healthcare is going to probably not going to be till the fall." Tax. The best case for the tax bill is September. The best case to get it done, and most likely October, November, with the threat of a of a of a of a, of a, of a shutdown of the government. Uh, nothing good is going to happen between now and then. For all practical purposes, we'll maybe move forward. Uh, we just reported a 0.7% GDP. Uh, the the Fed uh, we reported a good econo- a good employment number. Um, unemployment went down to two uh, two point uh, four point four percent, which is good. But this means the Fed is going to raise rates almost a hundred percent in June, which means interest rates are going up. Uh, you really have an, a, a slowdown out of China. Th- this commodity slowdown, Tom, coming out of China this week was was very substantial and. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I think I think we're running into problems very quickly. Okay. Well, I think you got to have your defensive guard up right now. Well, that's what I'm thinking too. <laughs> Lots of factors going in the negative column in my mind right now. Yeah. Yeah. It, look at the tops. It's always you really want to be in. I mean, in, in 1999, you know, it just kept going up, and it could go up some more. If this market goes up another 15 percent, it'll go up and completely collapse. And that's not what that's not what the Fed wants. That's not what anybody wants. They want it, they the Fed wants this market to cool down some. Well, I actually thought you know with the optimism with Trump, and if he'd have been able to implement you know a lot of the uh, tax cuts that he really started out with, and uh, of course a lot of that was the health care. I think the optimism and the uh, the pro growth agenda would have offset some of these other things, but like I say, I think we're losing that. Uh, yeah, it is slowing down. It's going to take much. More. Remember, Ronald Reagan. The market went down. I want to say eighteen to twenty percent between right now and October. His well, first I guess, term. <laughs> I'm old enough. I should remember that, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. So you know, there, there, that's the opportunity. Anyway, but I got some calls stacked up. Thanks for the calls. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye, Tom. Let's take a call from Charles. Hello, Charles. How are you doing? Oh, good morning. Yes. Uh, I was wanting to know, uh, I've been getting a lot of proxies within the past couple of months, and I was wondering your take. Of course, you know, on these proxies, you gotta you got to vote. And one of the key items that everything seems to center around is the executive pay. What is your take on executive pay compensation, per se? Uh, look, I think it needs to be reined in a little bit. I mean, these people, if you add up all their benefits and different things, it's pretty gigantic. And I think it's when, when you get these executives with these $100 million paydays uh, type of things, uh, it, it, I think it's kind of, of a corrosive effect. People like to see that, actually, Charles. But what's concerning Americans today is it's like if the company does badly, they're laying off workers all over the place and not doing anything. These they still make twenty million a year, and that's where the problem's starting to come in. Is there has to be 
success in failure. And, and if people view uh, CEOs as basically just hitting the lottery no matter what the company does, it's bad. I think we should reorient pay to to cash flow. I think we should to, – to growth – uh, sales growth and, and to, to to specific say if we're going to grow a division and you can grow the division this month a new division that's where your pay comes in I think too much of the pay right now is is being tied to cost cutting which is boosting profits cutting R and D which is which is really good helps the stock price now and then five two three four five ten years from now is a disaster and. What? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm looking at the categories that these that these people typically obtain. There's a salary, there's a bonus, then there's a stock award, then there's a stock incentive option, then there's the retirement plan, <laughs> and then there's the other income, which consists of things like home security, use of the corporate aircraft, accountants to do the taxes, executive physicals. And, you know, I think the two culprits here, and I think one of them needs to be, because they're all the same, regardless of what, what company is you're voting the compensation on, but I think either the stock award or the stock incentive option needs to go. Because to me, a person that's on a salary, if he's, enti- if he's given a bonus and he has a retirement plan, then okay, he's an executive, either give him the stock award or give him the stock incentive option, but then with all the other perks, this is what kicks this stuff to $25 million a year. And I think that, uh, you know, this is money that I think could be retained within the company and either train the employees or do something different, you know? Yeah, no, I, I think, no, this is a real problem out there. And I think you can tie, like I said, you can, you know, hey, we'd like to to grow our our offshore division this year. So if if, he, if the executive can build that up, then he gets the bigger pay package. But, but. Yeah, I mean, the, with the idea of, 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 you know, tying it to earnings per share or stock price and the executive goes out and borrows a billion dollars and starts buying back stock, I'm not sure that was the most best right, use of corporate right, assets. Right, and, and you know, and typically the attitude is is that the, when these things are put out there, they put their peer companies out there. So ev- the, the excuse is, is, well, everybody else, is doing it, so we need to stay Charles, in the same the, game. They're all, the, they're all using the same consultants. Yes, I mean, it's just... Exactly, it, uh, exactly. It, and somebody needs to make the first step so that all of a sudden some of this stuff can get reined in, because otherwise, I uh, personally, I vote against all this stuff for that very reason. I, I, I just, I think these guys are more than well compensated, and I just really think that some of this stuff needs to be eliminated. I, I just think it's just, it's bad. One, one final question mm-hmm. here, I, real quick. Uh, I understand the legislature is voting on the the city pension plan. Do you know exactly what they're voting on today? You know, I haven't looked at that real closely. I tell you, I try to stay out of the city to some extent, uh, and uh, but uh, it, but it, yeah, I, so I don't know the answer to that. Okay, all right. Okay, well, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Okay, good, good question, Charles. Tell you what, we've got coming up here against uh, on a hard break. I'll be right back. If you've got any questions or comments on the Max Out Savings Show, 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioca now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Savings Show. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. 
South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show up your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. By the way, if you're not on our free Max Out Savings report list, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. You can sign up for the free list. We have all types of interesting things we write about, common 401k mistakes. Most recently, we had a few charts showing you how overvalued the market was. Uh, we we had some thing we we had a chart showing you how uh, how uh, how kids today between the age of eighteen to thirty four are uh, uh, living at home more so than any time uh, in, in the last thirty or forty you actually in almost in history uh, in in, in the, actually there's more kids living at home than. married with the spouse in that range which was remarkable a lot of interesting things on retirement savings. Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, and you can sign up for the free Max Out Savings Report. Let's take a call from Chuck to 713-339-1070. Hey, Chuck. Hello, Ted. I'm going to try to tie some things together so I'm going to go like a house of fire. I don't think that the swamp is getting to Trump. I think he knew the swamp was there, and he's trying his best to get around it. The whole problem is the key to everything is productivity, and it doesn't matter what Keynesian economic theories you want to throw out there or anything else. If you get the productivity up, if you get the national productivity up, then everything else will take care of itself. The bottom line is We've got to have jobs in America. The fact of the matter is a job represents what that person makes, plus the facility, plus the overhead, plus the administrative, plus the wages, the purchases, the flow down. The multiplier effect on a job is just astronomical. That guy who's making a television for Zenith, you know, he's also paying the plumber, the carpenter, and a thousand other people. Yeah, I think this is missed. I, I think this is really missed a lot out there, Chuck. We've we, we downplayed that so much that people don't 
don't understand. It's not just a job. It's a tremendous multiplier effect that comes from one worker in America who's doing all of those things. The second thing is, the bottom line is, we are going to have, well, we're in plunder games. We're going to have to decouple indigent care from insurance. We, we, we've, we allowed the, 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 Lord, I don't even know what to call it, the status to bundle stuff into insurance and totally screw up the insurance market. We have got to pull insurance completely out of indigent care, come up with, turn over the VA hospitals to indigent care, use Medicaid, do some other way to come up with indigent care. All of this stuff that the Democrats are going to beat us to death with over pre-existing conditions and all that crap, we're going to have to admit that there's going to have to be some kind of government-provided indigent care, and we're just going to have to suck it up and finance it. They tried to hide the yeah. true cost of all this because they didn't want to try to do it in taxes, and they couldn't put any more national debt on our backs. Yeah, Chuck, no, Chuck I think, yeah, let me, this is good points, and let me, uh, thanks for the call, let me uh, comment a couple on those. I think, look, I think you have a good, uh, I think you got a good point on the care issue. Uh, this is sort of my feeling, I think, with health care. The big problem we have with health care is people can't afford it anymore. It's just gotten the middle class. It's all on their backs, and they can't afford it. They just can't afford it. And so what, it, ideally, if it would, we have the most expensive health care cost on the planet. And so and it's all being put on the backs of the working people in this country. So if, if you're poor, you should get a care, but you shouldn't get the same care as a working person supporting a family, going out, working overtime to try to get ahead, in my opinion. And I, th- I think these are some uh, good points. I, and we did exactly the same thing with college. Once the government flooded the market with ch- cheap student loans, college went completely in the toilet because all they were looking for was how to get the most. Money. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. And thanks for the call, uh, in Chuck. And we'll, we'll uh, the the other thing is, I mean, that's a good point. And look, the the number one highest inflation uh, sector out there has been college expenses since 1995. I mean, there's just nothing's been in comparison. And and, and hopefully we're going to look. I think Donald Trump is going to make a lot of progress on this. I think shifting the narrative to American first, t- shifting the narrative to jobs is a much, much bigger thing than everybody really understands what he's doing. The first thing he did was call in all those executives and say, I want jobs. No one's ever done that. No one did that. And uh, Republican, Democrat, and and, 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 and and these people are getting the message. I think we're making progress. It's going to take time. It, I want to say <laughs> – Actually, I don't know what uh, – it was over a year till Obama got his uh, health care plan through Congress. So it, it, these things take time. Uh, <clears throat> I think we're making progress. I think we're going to have a tax bill later this year. I think it's going to be very rough overall. Uh, so – and one of the things – we talked about the commodities collapse here uh, this week. Uh, oil was down 6 percent, over 6 percent. Iron ore Friday set, fell 7.5. Copper was down close to 3 percent. Uh, Really across the board on a fear of a slowdown from China, uh, our employment jumped up to about four percent this week, and uh, and then and then the, the Fed had a meeting. The Fed, it looks like almost a hundred percent chance, uh, according to the number of people, we're going to have a rate hike in June. A lot of lot of activity this week. At one point, oil was down nine percent early Friday morning, over nine percent, and then it rallied back about six a.m. on a bid in six a.m. New York time. Uh, 
a lot of volatility, a lot of things happening. The fascinating thing is we've had eight days where the Dow Jones Industrial Average hasn't moved more than 0.2%, which is 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 a remarkably low number. And the last time this happened was 1954 in the Dow. I think it was 1964 if you looked at it in the S&P 500. I don't, I don't, and one of the reasons is I, don't, I think the S&P 500 wasn't the S&P 500 it is today. In fact, the Dow was the main component. And so 1954, that works out to be, was that 60, 60 years? 60, 70 years, this is the, the least volatility with all that happening. And so what you're really dealing with is 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 tremendous things happening in the world, and yet the markets aren't moving. This has got so, something to do with, with some of these call-right programs selling volatility. How many? 63 years. Uh, this has got to do with, with hedge funds and different people up there kind of playing games and derivatives and everything. But eventually it's going to break, and then you really want to look out in this market. I think with a, a, a commodity drop like this and the drop in auto sales and the other things we're seeing are really not – typically when you see that, there's problems coming, and that's what we want to really watch. And we have a very expensive market out there right now. It's near record highs based on price to GDP, uh, market cap to GDP and market cap and to sales, record record close to 1999 levels. Price to earnings is a little more reasonable, but I think the earn, we're over-earning here. So we'll see what's going to happen. Uh, I had a question this week from a client, was, and, and they had to take out – there's different dates when you come up to retirement uh, – you can uh, you can you can start when you're early 60s taking social security you get your full social security when you're 65 years old typically you want to wait as long as possible for social security uh until because it, uh, it grows about 8% a year every year you wait we really encourage our clients to wait as long as possible then when you hit 70 and a half you you you, you have your required minimum distribution now there there was actually a study done looking at the required minimum distribution numbers and versus j- just taking out 4% and it really it came in it didn't come in much worse surprisingly so if you just use the RMD for your money but remember you're taking out 4% when you start the RMD you're only taking about 3.3% somewhere in there's 3.2% and then it goes up and it can be over 10% when you get into your late 90s uh which is a high class problem uh, so it goes up over time so you get more money every year but the interesting thing about the RMD when we talked to the client is the client thought that this was a tax and and they were thinking uh oh but there's a government let me. I, I want to. The, the required mis, required minimum distribution is also called an RMD. Is required when you turn seventy and a half. If you inherit an IRA and you're the not the spouse, not the spouse, you have an inherited IRA. If you're a spouse, you do a role a spousal rollover. But if you have an inherited IRA, you're also required to make an RMD, which means the government requires you to take out starting three and a quarter percent. It depends on for a beneficiary what age you are. But that money goes to you. you. You put it in your checking account or you put it in your savings account or clients oftentimes will just move it from their IRA with us over to their regular account with us. But but it's not a tax. That's not a three and a quarter percent tax on your IRA. 
you pay taxes on the money. So if you have a hundred thousand dollars and you take in your it's three and a quarter percent, uh, three thousand two hundred and fifty dollars out, you have to pay that three thousand two hundred and fifty dollars goes on your your taxable income side. And you pay taxes on it. But it's not a tax. The government doesn't take the $3,250 and put it into their – you send them a check. Anyway, I was surprised. Uh, Oftentimes, uh, people are kind of confused what the RMD is, but but it's important. And the reason the government does this is they really – what they're after is they want to stop people from building up infinite amounts of money in their IRA. Who, who was it, Romney? They had a $100 million IRA. <laughs> he put some private equity p- pieces in there or something, and it zoomed up to tr- tremendous value. Uh, anyway, uh, what else do we have? If you've got a question or comment, this is the last segment of the show, 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. Uh, look, we had some questions on the tax bill today. If the bill passes... Um, the, here's a number right here. Okay. If the bill passes, if you're 64 years old with Obamacare now, your, your, your insurance is about 15,300. I don't know if that's for two people or what, this is just the number. If the, if the bill passes as it is in the house, your, your taxes, your, your insurance, health insurance is going to 19,500, which means it's going to cost you. About $4,000 more under the new tax plan if you're in the 64-year-old bracket, 64-year-old age. If you're a younger person, your 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 insurance bill is going to drop. A family, a younger family, your insurance bill is going to drop. This is something we're going to have to talk to our clients on and kind of we're going to see how this all plays out. Now, remember, once you hit 65, you can go on Medicaid and you get the subsidized uh, medicine for for older people. So there's a real, I think, a real danger between about 58 and 64 for your insurance if they change the the the, the insurance program, and and so your insurance costs for older people could really jump up if 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 this plan goes through the way it is. So this is something we're going to keep. We're going to have to watch closely. We're going to let you know through the Max Out Savings Report, uh, you know uh, how that's playing out. But you can just you can go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com to sign up for our free report. Uh, and we will write a lot about these issues. The also if you need help with your retirement, if you have an old 401k you're not doing anything with, or if you're coming up on retirement, uh go to our website. You can sign up an, uh with an appointment for with me and I'll Sit down with you personally, and we'll go over your financial situation and see how you're set for retirement. We'll show you our plan to manage retirement money, and uh, our, we do, we do a lot of risk analysis on the portfolios. We really try to we we really deal with with risk in the market and try to protect the assets over the longer term. Uh, you're going to get volatility, but what you don't want to see is these gigantic drops of of fifty six percent 
during the, the economic crisis where, you, where people were virtually wiped out. And we do a lot of work on that. We've been through a number of crises, and we were ahead of the we were ahead of the stock market crash in '87. We were ahead of the 1999 bubble, and we got ahead and predicted on this show, the Max Out Savings Show in 2007, of a coming economic crash. And uh, we we warned you, and people got out of the way. So if you need some help, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We va- uh, we manage people's retirement using our value investing approach to the stock and bond market. And so I'd like to help you out if 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 you need to help, just go to the website maxoutsavings.com. Uh, you know we'll have to see what's going to happen the next couple of weeks. Tremendously, almost no volatility this week. Some of the least volatile markets in sixty years this week. We had a commodity collapse uh, or. You know, not really a collapse, but really a pretty severe drawdown on commodities. China looks like they got real problems over there. Uh, we got Obamacare passed. Uh, we got the Fed raising rates. Interest rates are going up. The world is rapidly changing. I think something's going to happen, so it's going to be real interesting. So you want to stick with us on the Max Out Savings Show, and we'll we'll kind of treat trying to go help you out. If you've got any questions or comments, you can always email me at ted, T-E-D, at maxoutsavings.com. That's ted at maxoutsavings.com. Uh, and I'll answer your questions. Also, sign up for our free report. It's free, and it's it's there to help you. It's the Max Out Savings Report, and we talk a lot about saving, investments, the markets, the future, where things are going, a lot of interesting stuff in there. I hope everyone has a great weekend, and uh, thanks a lot for listening to the Max Out Savings Show. And remember our motto and our philosophy. It is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth in the long term. In the world today, you can't depend on the government. You've got to take care of yourself. See you next week. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. AM 1070. Hiring a reputable contractor just got easier because the Checker Pro Radio Show is on the answer Saturdays at 2 p.m. Each week, Checker Pro Joe will help solve your home improvement needs featuring a Checker Pro pre-qualified contractor. Joe will have Tom Decker. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.